I am your host, Jeremy Esterweeman. This is the Matt Germs Podcast, the sickest podcast on the planet where the best thing you can do is get exposed to the germ. And today I have the privilege of talking with Teresa Rankin, three-time All-American at McKendry. She went on to wrestle at Lourdes as well. She is currently the head coach of Trine University. I'm so excited for this conversation. I think you'll enjoy it. We dig deeper into women's wrestling and what it looks like to start up a new wrestling program. I think where to start. Why don't you kind of just first introduce yourself where you're at and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Cool. Yeah. So my name is Teresa Rankin and I'm the head coach at Trine University currently. It's in Angola, Indiana. Um, so this is my first year. I actually started in June. So, um, but yeah, that's where I am currently right now. And what has that process been like for you? I know you were at um, Albion, correct, for a little bit? Yeah, so I was an assistant at Albion um, last year. Um, I was a coach for both the men and the women's team. Um, and then it kind of all happened really fast. So it's it's funny. I wanted a challenge in my life, right? You always want to, like, move up and kind of challenge yourself. And I'll tell you, this is definitely a challenge, but I'm, I'm loving every second of it. And um, – I feel like I'm growing a lot and just excited to see where, where things go for me. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, even in your wrestling career, you start at McHenry, right? And then you move, um, to Lords, right? Your senior year. And then then did you, or yeah, I I guess I've never really knew how to say that. So that's good to know. (laughs) But then, uh, did you transition right away to Albion or did you have some time there or what did that part of your journey look like? Yeah. So that was, that was kind of a funny story too. Um, when I graduated college, I was originally looking to be like an occupational therapist. So for the past four years, I was a caregiver. Um, I was an in-home caregiver, uh, taking care of people. And then when I graduated, I, I already missed wrestling so much and I wanted it to just be like a small piece of my life, even if I coached high school or um, just just had it where I could do practices. And I saw Elbian was looking uh, for an assistant coach and they were only like 35 minutes from my parents' house. And I was like, that's perfect. I could just help out or this would be fun. So I applied and they wanted me to help out with the team. And so it kind of transitioned my life to coaching at that point. Yeah, definitely. And then... Um... What made you decide to like take this next step? Like you said, you wanted a challenge. Was there something else that played into that, or you're just like, hey, that opportunity's there. I might as well try. Yeah, so I mean, there were a couple of things. I was um, I was a volunteer assistant at the time, so I wasn't I wasn't on the full time staff. Um, and so when this opportunity popped up, it was just kind of um, a bigger step, I guess. Um, this was a full time position. Um, let alone a, a head a head coach position. So I, at that point, I had my own team kind of said goodbye to the guy side of things, wasn't wasn't going to work with guys in folk style and got to just focus on make it my team. So this is trying as a, a brand new team. Um, we've been, I think this is the third year that they've been around, but when I came in, there was three girls on the team. So basically a brand new team. Um, so I got to come in and kind of just, build things from the start and build things um so yeah so that was kind of nice to be able to have my own team so you you take over in june um obviously you know june to well realistically till about august 
is when school starts or whatever for those. So there's a very short window for you right at that point to like, Hey, I need to get some other girls in here. Like what was that process like for you? Um, and even still like now, like being able to sell a program and really yourself, could you go into a little bit of one, just a process from once you take over to even now, like what you've done and what you continue to learn, like, what you pro where you want to take your program and the kind of kind of culture you want to develop so in in june is when i officially got hired and i realized everything kind of happened very fast so i was like this this is happening so um i was actually working with team michigan on the national side of the um Team Michigan, the national team. Um, so I was traveling with them, traveled with them to Oklahoma duels, traveled with them to Fargo and stuff. Um, so that's when I realized when I went out to Fargo, I got a recruiting table and I kind of started like recruiting hard, kind of looking at names and trying to just get the trying out there. A lot of people still don't know that trying even exists. And now there's just so many different schools that are popping up. It's like trying to just get people to understand um and like you said I had a very small team so not a lot of people even know the girls on my team um so a lot of times I mean you look at McKendra and you look at Keen it's like you just you know those programs because they're top head programs right with my team it's like okay I don't I don't know where your school is I don't know your school um I'm a brand new coach so like you said it's just been a lot of like trying to sell myself um and I've been learning. I'm very, very humble. So I don't like to like talk about myself. Um, like I made, I made the world team. I was at McKendree. I was a three-time All-American. So I have a lot of accolades, but I have a hard time. Um, I'm very, like I said, I'm very humble. So I have a hard time selling myself, which I've learned I really need to start doing because I'm obviously the coach here. I'm the only coach here right now. Um, so I've just been trying to sell the school a lot, which we have so many different majors and master opportunities um but i've i've realized throughout this process like it's it's okay to be humble but i need to sell myself a little bit more than what i've been selling myself um and so that process has been interesting but i actually went to a conference down in florida this was in july um right after fargo and that conference helped me so much. Everything that I thought I knew, because I thought, I thought I was like, yeah, like I've been wrestling my entire life. I was at LB and I was like, I'm I'm on a good pace. Everything I thought I knew was like not true at all, especially now that we're merging into the NCAA round of things. Um, so they changed, they also changed the rules where if you're an NCAA, you have to have six athletes compete at seven competitions. Um, and that's been a rule, but covid um they kind of let the rule slide so last year when i was at lbn we took three girls to regionals um i know trying where i am now took three girls to regionals that's no longer a rule anymore you have to have six girls so i was like i only have four girls on my team because i recruited one more in and i was like so you're telling me if i don't find two more girls i can't even bring them to regionals because one of the girls on my team she was a national qualifier she made it to nationals so I was like, if I don't find two more people, then I can't even give her the opportunity to go to nationals again. So um, small details like that. I'm a, I'm a young coach. I'm learning a lot of the different rules and learning a, a lot of the things that I didn't have to see on the coach side. And um, so I think those are some things where I was like starting to freak out and realize like this is reality. Like it's up to me now. Um, 
so yeah, that's, I mean, it's been a fun challenge. It's been really cool to like learn and um, I'm excited for it. Well, I have to imagine too, like as you're starting from the ground up and you want to, you know, build those building blocks and that foundation for what you want trying to be like, there's a, there's probably a fine line of like, Hey, I got to get girls in here, but I also need my girls in here. Right. Like you don't want to just start with get numbers just to get numbers kind of thing. And you know, you're two, three years in and it's like, man, that's just a, the team I want. Not, and I don't want to bash on any girls or anything like that, but it's like, this isn't really the direction I thought maybe I wanted to go or whatever. And so, I mean, I, I have, I have to assume like, it's like you said, it's been pretty challenging. And even for you, like the idea is that there's probably questions you've been asking yourself lately that maybe you're like, wow, I didn't even know that was a question I needed to be asking myself kind of thing. Oh, and it's like, what direction do we want to go in? What do I want to stand for? And those kind of things. And so well, those were, those were a lot of things at the conference that really started running in my head. There was a lot of questions. Where I was like, I didn't even think of that, or I didn't know that. And so when I went to that conference, that was a huge, huge help. And I, I already went to the conference, but like, I'm excited to go back to it again. Cause there were some of like the highest coaches, both on the men and the women's side. And you just learn so much from so many different people. Um, uh is that did Ashley Flavin speak at that yeah yeah she's a good buddy of mine and there was a I uh (laughs) I can't coach LaPrezzi he's at uh you know I I can't think but I saw he was tweeting stuff out and I was like I need to save some of these and put even though I'm just in high school and even uh you know with the aspirations of someday taking that next step but so that's actually there was a there was a decent amount of high school coaches there and there was actually a um there was a young girl that wanted to be a coach so it's open to all people if you want to look into it for next year yeah I might have to do that because yeah. well even that's just different. rubbing shoulders with other coaches and you know I had the opportunity ones. to go to a lot of different um tournaments and stuff and so it's fun to interact with some of them and I, I always like to pick my the, the trines medhead coach always uses this phrase he said the best coaches are thieves and what he means by that is the best coaches steal from other coaches and so that's something that I've been doing a lot too like I was at McKendry and then I transferred to um, Lords my it was my fifth year of college and then I was at Albion and me being on the world team I traveled a lot um during those summers so I've seen a lot of different like styles and going to that conference people do a lot of different things differently and um so I've just been kind of soaking in like okay what did I like what did I not like like what has this worked for this program and what hasn't worked for this program and just trying to soak everything in and kind of keep my eyes open right now so open-minded is what I'm doing right now (laughs) so even even like little things that well, not probably not little things, but fairly big things like setting your schedule and stuff like that right now. Like what what kind of challenges have there been for you in that regards? Um, like how are you deciding where we're going to go? And like you said, you have to have a certain amount of girls and, you know, being a newer program, I have to imagine that even uh, finances and stuff like that is different. And so how how have you been able to navigate those things and what have been maybe some of the challenges in those places? 
So that's a really good point. Um, even with my budget, like you said, I've I've never had to deal with a budget this big. So it's kind of nerve wracking. Um, you know, w- when you're dealing with your own bank account, it's it's a lot easier than when you're dealing with this giant number. And it's like I've never I've usually just gone where my coach has said and I kind of listened to them. But now I'm the person where I'm like, OK, I need to make sure that I'm budgeting this correctly throughout the year. Um and I don't run out of money because that would be a huge fiasco. Um, and even even the fundraising side, I haven't done like big fundraising, but we've done little things to grab $100 here and there and everything helps. Um, but yeah, creating a schedule was actually kind of tricky too because I was like, okay, I need to figure out like where are the open tournaments, where can we travel to? But the other big thing is um, we don't have a full team right now. So I have four wrestlers that have actually wrestled. And then I brought two girls on the team that wanted to learn to wrestle and kind of help out the team so we can reach our six. Um, I don't have a full team that I can duel people. So I've been reaching out to teams. I'm like, Hey, we'll come to you so we can wrestle, but I don't have a full like team yet. So can we do like type like round Robin type deals where they, you know, just get some mat time and, um, it's, it's definitely been difficult. I've always been, I mean, at McKendry, right? I was there for four yeah. years and we had a really good team, right? So we would, I mean, when we dueled people, it was like good duels. I always went to the national tournament. And when I transferred my fifth year, I was also on a team that had four girls. Um, and then when I, when I worked at Albion, I was, again, they had three girls. So, I mean, I've gotten the taste of both sides. Um, and now I'm, I'm trying to, trying to build that, but, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely this year, I, I would like to say was definitely a learning year, kind of just soaking everything in, understanding everything, um, dealing with track even. I, I never had to I never had to work with track on the coach side of things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just been a lot of learning, a lot of questions. Um, and I'm excited. I'm definitely excited for next year. I feel like I have everything. I understand everything now. I'm, I'm ready to roll for next year. So. Yeah, and and realistically, even like the idea of building relationships with others, even in Michigan, right? Like your girls being able to go locally and be like, "Hey, um, why don't you, why don't you come check us out?" Like we're and being real and like we're new, but I think you can be a start of something special, kind of thing. And you know, continue like you said, continue to build those relationships and um, show them that you have a lot to offer. And you know, and I think. I think for a lot of people, it can be a good, good example too. like, it's okay to be patient and, you know, not do something just to do something, but build what you want to build and take it where you want to take it and being willing to go one step at a time. Cause yeah. I'm sure you could feel probably like you said, you were able to bring two in. You could probably do that with five other girls, but is that necessarily, you know, what you want to do, you know, just to get, have a bigger number or whatever. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think there's going to be a lot of those kind of stories in uh, around the country eventually. Like, there's so many popping up. And I think that's something that even as a sport that we'll have to work together on. It's like, well, I think it was even Ashley Flavin that said something about, like, faster isn't always better, right? Like, I mean, that's we because – and that's, that's with anything in life. Like a lot of times we're cut corners or do things the easier way. Like very rarely does easy end up being better. Right. I mean, and, uh, it takes patience and 
I mean, some of the best things in life are, are because that you have patience and build it the way that you want to. So yeah, that's, it's super exciting. Um, you know, I, I can remember, I follow the women's side of things pretty closely now. And I remember when you got hired on and I'm like, man, and I, I remember thinking like, man, I know that name. Where do I know that name? And it's like, oh yeah, she was at McHenry, you know, and you just um, see those kind of things around. And so that's, for me, like those kind of things are exciting. I, I love the women's representation of things um, as well. Like having a women's coach, not that uh, men can't do good jobs or great jobs, because I myself, I wanted to coach on the women's side eventually. So it's like, I don't want to talk myself out of a job, yeah. but, but, but also like, that's a big deal. And to continue to have women that are passionate about the sport and that want to learn and do it the right way and fight for girls to have the right opportunities. Right. Um, but yeah. So would, would you go ahead and even uh, let's go to your wrestling side of things. Uh, we know you're at McKendry, but when did that story and that journey of wrestling start? And how did you even get into the sport of wrestling? Yeah, so I started wrestling when I was really young because of my brother. So I always, after school, I had to go to his practices. And on the weekends, I was always at his tournaments and stuff. Um, My parents actually told me it was because of jealousy, because he would win these medals and get all these praises. And I was... I, I didn't understand why he was getting so much love. I was like, I sat here all day too. Like, why did, why didn't I get a medal? Like, I, I didn't understand. And so they were like, you have to, you have to wrestle if you want to win a medal too. And I was like, but then I want to wrestle. So honestly, I had to do a jealousy in the fact that I also wanted pretty medals. Um, and so <laughs> my parents were like, okay, like if this is what you think you want to do, I was already at his practices and kind of rolling around when I was a little kid. So um, they entered me into my first tournament and I won it against the boys. And they were like, this could actually be a real thing. Um, and so growing up, I, I don't know. I loved it. Like growing up, I was always called like a She-Hulk and people were like, like the older I got, they were like, you just want to touch boys. And they were all just like super mean to me. And, but I had like, my school was super nice about it. Um, they were like brothers and family to me. Um, and yeah, a lot of the moms were saying like, she's a girl, she doesn't belong here. And they were mad because I was beating up on the boys and, um, yeah, I don't know. I loved it. It just, it just gave me drive. It gave me like, I wanted to prove that girls could do it too. Um, and when I was in high school, there weren't a lot of girls around. It wasn't, um, when I was going off to college, McKendry was the closest school. It was like seven and a half hours away. It was either Keene or McKendry. Um, so it's just, it's crazy to me to see all these schools and women all over. And now Michigan has sanctioned, sanctioned wrestling and we have our own state and it's, it's super cool to see, but yeah, I think it became real when I hit I hit middle school. I was also really, really good at basketball. I was a short, little, fast girl, and um, it came to the point where I had to choose which one did I want to do. And um, I always loved – I told my dad this until I set him down. With, with basketball, I had to rely on other people. If I lost a game, it wasn't necessarily my fault. I would shoot all the baskets and still lose. But with wrestling – I always said I step on the line and if I lose, it's my fault. So um, I think I liked the fact that wrestling, because I was also really, really good at softball. I made varsity right away. Um, but I liked the fact that wrestling was so disciplined that like if I lost, it was my fault. And like if I wanted to get better, then like I had to do that myself. So, I mean, nobody could do it for me. Um, I always use this analogy, too. It's kind of like 
um, I can buy you a box of Legos, right? And I can give you the directions. I can give you all the pieces, but it's up to you to build build that Lego set, right? Um, so I don't know. I think I liked the fact that everything was was my decision and all all like all of my success was like based on like what I did right all of my hard work and I'm not saying that I did it alone right because I had a lot of people a lot of coaches and my dad and my friends and so many people but at the end of the day you step on the line um and there's no excuses from there so I I think that was the part that I liked about it cool that's that's really cool and it's kind of funny because I have a daughter that's nine that you know we I coach at the high school level um just now recently got way more involved with the girls we take kind of take that over and my wife actually coaches with me which is she volunteered last year this year she's an assistant but that's been a lot of fun but so we had our home invite and you know my daughter same kind of thing we, we had nephews that wrestled and I was going to the club so we she was there anyways and we get to our she knew my cousins were, or my nephews were going to come down and wrestle at our home invite. There's a really cool trophy that we give out. And she's like, I want to wrestle. It's like, that's not, <laughs> not your tournament, like, and never had practice. So we're like, no, you have to practice first. Yeah. So she didn't have that one, but I think, and at the time she was also doing dance, which so that limited how much she could practice even. And so we let her go to two practices and then she went and wrestled and loved it and uh, kind of got a little more, kind of let her decide when she wanted to wrestle and those things. And, you know, it got, it got to a point where even young, because I always was like, well, you don't have to choose, like not until you have to. And it got to a point, like even when she was about six or seven, it's like, man, the, the good competitions and, the competitions for the dance are at the same time. Like, and it's, you, yeah. you do, you got to decide, like, I'm sorry, but yeah. we, can't, we can't do both right now. Um, and, you know, she chose wrestling and so far hasn't looked back and that's been cool, but it's also, it's been uh, interesting, like as a coach and as a dad, like how to navigate that, because I always was like, I don't want to be that dad. But yeah. also, like, I know yeah. the expectations and I can help you. And, I, like, I know what I'm talking about. So when we have the opportunities and sometimes, like, you don't have any other choice. I'm going to coach you. I'm going to be in your corner whether you like it or not. You know, it's like – but uh, so that, that's been fun. I did, we've, We're so blessed to be able to do those things as a family. Uh, that's really cool. And even the last couple of years, really gotten a lot more into freestyle. She's built a lot of relationships with, you know uh, – different girls from around the country that are wrestle at a very high level, whether it's high school or se up to senior level. And so that's been a lot of fun. Like it's just, we're just kind of soaking it in. Uh, it's been so cool, but you know, one of the things too, I was going to ask you, it's like, what, so what did your high school thing look like for you? Like you, were you on the boys team? Um, were you actually on a high school team or were you more doing like club teams and go to the tournaments that you could or? Yeah. So back then, like around where I was, I'm from the small little place in Michigan, but my only option was to wrestle with the boys on the high school team. So yeah, I wrestled boys all the way through. Um, and yeah, I mean, I loved it. And for me, it was, there was definitely a point where some of them were a lot stronger. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, I had over a hundred high school career wins and, um, 
I mean, that was about it. There really, there wasn't a lot of girls around. So again, girls just wasn't an option. Um, and then it was my eighth grade year. I got introduced to like the national team. Um, and that's when I started traveling with team Michigan. That's the first time I ever saw like a girls tournament. Um, and so that was, that was really cool. My dad would always like travel with me. We'd go to Oklahoma. That's when we started going to body bar. And that's kind of when things got like serious for me. So, um, and there was my sophomore year when I made the cadet world team and kind of like made my dream start to come true. Um, but yeah, it was, it was just all guys. And I think, I think the guys helped me a lot. Um, they're not as flexible as girls. So when I would wrestle the girls, that was a little bit different, but, um, I, I don't regret it at all as much as I, I wish I could be a four time state champ for the girls. And I wish I could have wrestled the girls. Like, I don't, I don't regret it at all. I absolutely loved wrestling the guys. I loved being able to prove that I, I could hang with the guys and it was fun. Yeah. One of the things that, and I don't know why it sparked up again, but even the, whether the girls belong or, and I think at one time I had said something like, I was frustrated with the fact that, you know, we traveled two hours to get to a practice because nothing had started and get down there and they don't want to wrestle with her. And I, I said something and it was interesting to see some of the other comments and to have um, other people chime in and share their stories and even kind of see some of the ignorance of like, they don't realize what it looks like. You know, there are a ton of opportunities for the girls, especially as they're getting older but it's just not there yet for younger girls or, you know, for someone even at our home club, like with my daughter, like she just doesn't have like girls that can hang with her. And, you know, it's like, we could force that. But at the same time, I want that girl to stay out like a girl that's coming in, that's physically getting beat down. And in some cases it's worse than wrestling with the boys. Uh, But even like getting to share kind of, it was fun to hear the dialogue or see the dialogue of people talk about their experiences with girls, um, having to wrestle a girl or where they're coming from. But one of the things that I think is super weird, and I think it's so forced on a mindset by parents like this, like, well, I taught my son to respect women. And so it's disrespectful to rest. And it's like, what, where did that ever come from? Like, and one of the things I've had a couple of conversations with some people is like, actually it's an opportunity for us as coaches to come along and be like, this is how you actually really respect women. Like you're not, and even the whole drilling, I think a lot of it is just ignorance that people don't realize what that even looks like. Um, in most cases, what a lot of the girls need is a just a good drill partner. You know, and if you're not able to do that, it's really hard to get better and, you know, to have those conversations. But to me, it's just been crazy to see some of those. Like, where did that like, it's not like they're slapping them or bunching them or any of that kind of thing. It's And I do think, I mean, there's a point, like if I were to take a 125 pounder in college, like a girl and a guy, I mean, obviously we know how that would go. There's that at some point, like they're young men, they're a lot, lot stronger. They come a lot differently and our body types are just different. Right. But especially when you're growing up, even, I mean, even to an extent in the high school level, um, I mean, there were a lot of guys that were obviously a lot stronger than me. Um, some were faster to an extent, but, um, especially growing up when you're that young, it's not, 
I mean, you guys are developing together and it's a lot of like just technique and just learning. I mean, like you just said, it's a lot of like, you just need a drill partner, like someone that can like push you. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. Girls, girls get a lot of, a lot of hate when they try to get mixed in with the boys. And I don't yeah. know. In the perfect world, like we we're working to get it. So that doesn't have to be real. Like exactly. so where everyone can continue to grow um, and it is only girls like that's my goal but it's especially with the younger one it's a long ways away from that yeah that's you know? exactly um and it's going to take more and more depth with younger ones to continue to fill that and I think we will get there and it's exciting but I also what I told some it's like it's also yeah it's a chance for these guys to fill the gap and you see that in a lot of places around the country uh, that they do a really good job with that where in a lot of, in some cases I've seen that even at the middle school level, they have their own practice. And then there's some guys that'll go down with club and they'll, they're there basically just to be a dummy per se, you know, and it's cool to see. It's like, yeah, why wouldn't I want to help her get better? And I think in a lot of ways, it's a, it's a good lesson. Like this is actually how you can treat women, like respect them. Obviously you don't want to, do anything outside of the rules of wrestling and things like that. But it's like, you have an opportunity to really help this girl be really good. Like, I mean, I would, for me, if I was a teammate of someone like you and I look back and I'm like, man, look where this girl's going. She's a head coach somewhere. Like I was part of that, you know, like those, those stools, those stories are pretty cool to hear and, and to even get a tell. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, where it continues to go, but I'm I'm super excited. I think it's in a good place, and you know, like you said, uh, even in Michigan, um, it's sanctioned, and there's some there's a handful of women's wrestling colleges there, you know, and there's some very good coaches there, and um, and Indiana is continuing to get more and more, and it's just. It's it's almost that sometimes it's almost hard to keep up. <laughs> it's like, it, it is. It's so crazy and like it's exciting because like I said when I was younger it just wasn't this way. But women's wrestling is growing so much and it's just becoming. It's starting to make noise and it's starting to like a lot of people are actually familiar with women's wrestling now. I was wearing this like women's wrestling. I was a black jacket and I had the girls like throwing each other. It, it was pink on the back, and um someone came up and was talking to me and thought it was super cool that I was in like competitive dance. And I was like, Oh no, this is, I'm a wrestler. Like, so it's just cool to like, I mean, everything about women's wrestling is starting to like, that was when I was younger, but um, a lot of people just thought like, they were like, are you a gymnast? Cause I was like built like a wrestler. I'm like, no, I'm a wrestler. And now it's just, it's, it's so common to be like, yeah, I wrestle. And they're like, Oh, cool. Like, I'm just so excited to see like where women's wrestling is growing. Like it's finally, it's finally there starting. It's we're getting close. Getting close. Um, If you were going to describe like yourself as a coach, how, how would you do that? Like, what are some words that you would use? And I know you talked about before, like humility and you don't want to brag on yourself, but at the same time, like if you're selling yourself, like as a coach, what would you tell others? I think one of the biggest things is like, I, I truly like understand and care about the person like as a person. Like, so I, I don't, 
I don't want a team like just for numbers, right? So I, I care about the person individually. Um, one of the biggest things like with me and my team too, and this was another cool part of like me being on a bunch of other teams is like, I truly understand being like a, a college athlete, right? Like I was just there. So that's kind of something that's cool. Um, also the fact that like, um, you're a student athlete. So I'm like very, very understanding of like school comes first. Um, but I guess I'm just like, I'm very understanding and I, I care about, so when the girls come in, I sit with them like individually one-on-one -on -one and I'm like, what are your goals? Like for on the mat and off the mat, because I guess my goal as a head coach, and I've always said, this is like my ultimate goal. Obviously I want the trophies, right? I want to get them on the podium, but like my goal is to get them to graduate. And if I don't get them to graduate, like I fail as a coach. Right. So um, I truly care about like what their goals are, not only on the mat, but off the mat. And if I, if I can get them to get to their goals, then I feel like I did a good job as a coach. Um, but I think a lot of coaches, um, and maybe not necessarily like all the coaches, right? But there are so many coaches that focus on their team, right? They're like, I want my team to get to nationals and I want my team, my team, my team, which is correct, right? But I like to sit down and I like to like, I like to get my girls to reach their goals, right? Like if I bring a girl in and she's like, yeah, I want to be an All-American. I'm like, I'm going to do that, right? Another girl comes in and they're like, I want to, I want to win nationals. Like, I believe I can win nationals. Like, then that's what I'm going to do, right? If I can get to every single person's individual goal, then I should have a really good team. You know what I'm saying? Because then it, then it brings them together as a team. So I feel like sometimes the coaches overlook the individuals and they just focus like on a team. Um, and they look at the girls as numbers, but I really, truly care about the the girls as individuals and really want them to be able to, like, hit their goals, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, like, as you said, if you can continue to help others reach their dreams and their goals, like, all of a sudden you build a culture that, yeah. that thrives in that community, right? And it sells itself. Like, yeah, look at her. She came in, she wanted to do this, or she wanted to wrestle. She wanted to be a good wrestler, but she wanted to be a doctor, you know, whatever it is. And, and like, 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 obviously I want to be like, I want to win nationals, right? I want to, I want to be one of those, the best teams, but my dad has told me my entire life that wrestling's a mean to an end, like whether you like it or not, like, even if you go to the Olympics, right? Like at some point wrestling will end. Um, if you go to the Olympics, you'll probably be doing a bunch of clinics and stuff, but it, it's very rare where you take 10 people to the Olympics, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, as much as it sucks, wrestling will come to an end. And then it's like, then what? I feel like my job is not to only help you on the mat, but off the mat as well. Um, and I think that's something like, I just graduated college. Like I was on a world team as well. Um, I absolutely loved wrestling. Wrestling was, was my whole life, right? But um, you, you, there's only a certain amount of coaches that can happen. And there's only a, 10 people that can make the the Olympic team, right? So I think at the end of the day, to make it very short, my my biggest goal is like, as much as it sucks, wrestling is a mean to an end. And I want to help you with your goals, not only on the mat, but off the mat as well. Like, I want you to be the best person that you can be when you leave trying. I want you to be ready for like the world, whatever that entails for you. Um, so I think that's, that's my short story of it. <laughs> You know, thank you so much for uh, kind of sharing your journey. Um, it was fun to even just talk about some of the places wrestling is going and maybe even some of the struggles that are there. And even for uh, women as, or actually for girls more so probably than women as 
there's still a pretty big divide in some of those places. But, uh, and I even got to imagine there's been others along the way and even still that are helping you kind of find yourself in the coaching community. Um, obviously the sport's growing as well, and it'll be fun to see people like you um, be able to help others reach their goals. Like as a coach, like, Hey, yeah, no, I've been there. I think these are some things that would help you navigate those spaces. Um, this is some things I did really well. This is some places I struggled with early. These are some things I forgot about or like maybe, maybe not forgot about, but didn't know I needed to know kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Sorry about that. I guess then my wife just stepped in and she's like, uh, did you just lose? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh, sorry. She, I think she was trying to do something with a charger and accidentally unplugged the router. That's okay. And we're pretty close to done, but you know, one of the things kind of talking a little bit about, you know, being able to come aside the coaches and stuff like that. And one of the things that's so cool about wrestling is you are able to do that. Um, and even how, like, even as a coach, you know, you teach, you coach other kids on a all-star dual team or whatever, and you see them compete. It's like, yeah, I want to be for that person. Like I built a relationship for them. And if I have an opportunity to help them get better and reach their goals, I'm still going to do that. I obviously want my girls to win. Um, but the reality is like when, like you said, when you put your foot on the line, it's different. And, you know, it's been fun to see other coaches that set the example that way. Uh, you know, I know Ashley Flavin does a great job. I know she has others that she's kind of mentored in some ways. I know uh, she has a really good, relationship with uh, Paul Rodemaker at Indiana Tech and there's others along the way um, I know that there's been already there's been a handful of coaches that have been so helpful for me um, and for some of them you know kind of I don't want to say their goal but they're like yeah I, I want to help you be one of my opponents someday you know like and they know that's a dream of mine and they're willing to help me get to those places. So when, so it's cool to be able to kind of start learning from others and learning from others mistakes or what struggled for them. And I think that's, that is what is so special about wrestling is there is a community that understands, but also mm -hmm. they like, they know how hard it was to get there. And it's like, yeah, if I can help you get there, I'm going to do that. Yes. So yeah, I, I do love that about the wrestling community too. I feel like the wrestling community is so big yet so small. And like at the end of the day, like you said, I feel like like as much as we're all like we're wrestlers are very competitive, right? But I feel like at the end of the day, like we're all there to just like help each other and like help grow the sport. And I, I love that about wrestling. Yeah, definitely. Um well thank you so much for uh sharing and taking time out of your evening i know you had practice tonight and things like that so i really appreciate it and this was a lot of fun uh to continue to get a learn about programs like trine and also to kind of get a little behind the scenes of what that looks like when you just start up like yeah i think a lot of people have this idea of what they think that looks like for a program and and everyone's journey is a lot different like even and alongside that is also the school's journey, you know, and um, yeah. 
So it'll be a lot of fun to see where it goes. I'm excited for you. Uh, it'll, like I said, it's programs going, I mean, wrestling's going in a great place. And I, I'm so happy that you have this opportunity and I wish you the best of luck. And again, thank you so much for sharing your story and your journey with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was really nice to meet you and love what you're doing with this podcast. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you. And maybe if you uh, get our girl down to nationals, I'll see you there. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Hey, if you would, why don't you reach out to me? If there's someone you'd like to have me interview someone you'd like to have on the podcast, reach out to me at W-I-E-M-S-1-9 at Twitter or at Matt Germs at Twitter or at the Matt Germs podcast on Instagram or at W-I-E-M-S-1-9 on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you. And again, this was so much fun.